Welcome to the Life Success Legacy Podcast. We're glad you're here, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, we want to welcome you back to our next edition of Life Success Legacies Podcast. My name is Chris Bay, and uh, today we're going to be talking with Mike Everett and myself around the topic of retirement. Um, in fact, is retirement truthful? Is it a lie? We're going to talk a little bit about that, that whole idea of retirement and uh, what that might look like. Oftentimes, in fact, when we're doing the client conversations with our uh, with folks that are interested in IBC and they bring up the topic of retirement, I oftentimes will say, well, can you describe for me what retirement looks like for you? Um, because I want to get a clearer picture of what they mean by retirement. Sometimes we're attaching that term to a picture that may not be retirement. They may say, Oh, it's because I've wanted to always do this. Mm -hmm. And they still have purpose in their life, and they're still contributing to our world and our culture, etc. Um, but maybe they're ready to step away from what they're doing as their work today. Um, Mike, give us some perspective on the term retirement as Nelson talks about it. Well, Nelson thinks it's a totally a man-made idea. Uh, it came across from uh, Germany. I can't even tell you when, but it was during uh, uh, FDR's years. Yeah. And uh, basically, the, they just picked an arbitrary uh, number of 65 and said, hey, this is when you ought to pull them out of the workforce. Mm -hmm. um, you know, <laughs> now at 63 years old, I feel like I'm more productive than I've ever been in my entire life. And I can't even imagine stepping away from something that I... I love and I'm so passionate about, but yet everybody has this mindset that there is this uh, time frame that we ought to go, you know what, this is kind of the the line out here that we're working towards, but now all of a sudden I'm there? Yeah. I can't even imagine. Well, and the difference is, as we talk with people, is whether they have purpose. That's right. And, and if you are clocking in at a job that is draining your soul, that, that you dread Monday mornings and you're getting ready to go do that job, um, then then we encourage you to make a shift. <laughs> we <laughs> talk to a lot of people We talk like to that. a lot of people yeah. about that. But on the other hand, if you have purpose and you feel like you're using your skills, your gifts, your talents, and you're making a difference in this world and you're impacting people's lives, why would you want to stop doing that? You wouldn't. In fact, Nelson said he took retirement out of his vocabulary. That's right. So this is a guy who's 87 years old. Still working. Still teaching this concept. That's right. Kind of, still teaching it. Yeah. 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 Just to clarify, um, on that, that history piece with Germany. Right. Back in 1883, it was actually a chancellor of Germany. And he, he had a problem. The Marxists were threatening to take control of Europe. <laughs> so what he did is um, to help his countrymen resist the persuasion of the Marxist, the chancellor actually announced that he was going to pay a pension to any non-working German over the age of 65. Now here's the, the, <laughs> the humor behind this. Penicillin would not be available for a whole nother half century and hardly anyone lived to be 65. <laughs> well, that, that's the whole thing. So where did that age 65 come from? This guy in Germany picked this age 65 and people weren't even living to that age. That's right. And yet 65 is where we all think of this 
retirement concept. Well, and, and even our government has pushed it to age 66 and a half and 67 now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for quote unquote Social Security. That's right. So, okay, so let's go to Social Security now. A little history on that. Um, so that goes back to uh, FDR, President Franklin right. Delano Roosevelt. And this would have been in 1935, okay? He signed the Social Security Act into law. It was a tax that was implemented. There, there was a tax that was implemented to help fund the program, and it was supposed to be a short-term tax to right. get the thing up and going. Right? Mm-hmm. That was back in 1935. Pretty amazing. Yeah. So this whole thing is based on, I mean, how many conversations just normal public have about retirement? All kinds. All Well, the time. even if you go... Even if you go uh, when we were still employed, you, you, everybody meets around the water cooler or the coffee pot, and they're going, well, hey, how much are you putting into your 401k and your retirement plan, and what kind of rate of return are you getting on That's that right. thing? Yeah. I mean, it's all based on just fluff. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, we, we just this week were having a conversation with a, with a gal um, out in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Sarah. How you doing, Sarah? I know she's she she says I binged listened to your podcast. Yeah, I, she told me that the other day. That's so funny. So shout out to Sarah. Um, but she, I've never met Sarah face to face. But I've met her friend who is also named Sarah. Right. I met her at the Kansas City airport. and We had a conversation. She then she and Sarah were having a conversation about retirement, and she said. <coughs> You know, I met this guy in Kansas City, and he talked about this banking thing. Maybe you ought to reach out to her. So that's how Sarah, how we got right. connected. But it was based on them having a conversation about retirement mm-hmm. again. Yeah. So there's a couple of facets on this that kind of fire me up around retirement. Um, one is just the lie about it. Right. It, that it's good for us or that it's you know some kind of expectation. But it's not good for us as human beings. It's not great for us economically, no. right? And really, a lot of people have a vision of retirement where they lose their their purpose and their intention. Exactly. Um, there is a guy named Dan Butner. Some of you have come across the Blue Zones research, and if you haven't, um, the TED Talks is a good good way to learn about it. Um, he's got some books and, and some information out there on the internet as well. But Dan Butner, who is the lead researcher on the Blue Zones, he said, no matter where I found long-lived populations, so these are people who are living to be 100 years old and older, and they're still out riding bikes and chopping wood and being productive in their Mm -hmm. communities. So these are thriving people who are 100 years plus. And he says, wherever I found these, these populations... One of the power nine common denominators of these areas is purpose. Yeah. So at 100 years old, do you think these people have retired? You know, the idea is they're still contributing to their organ- to their communities. They still have purpose. They still are giving back and sharing wisdom, etc. So once again, retirement is really a man-made idea. It's a man-made idea, just as Nelson says. So we want to make sure that we continue to have that that purpose and that reason for getting up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what happens is we start to decline. Our health goes that. down. The way we think about stuff goes down. Everything is jeopardized. That's right. 
So Nelson has taken retirement out of his vocabulary. Yep. He calls it passive income. Right. So now what I want to do is transition to that topic of passive income and how that relates to IBC. What are the ways, what are some ways that we can share with the listeners about how IBC creates passive income? Well, um, if you go to principle number two, be generous with capitalizing your system. Mm -hmm. Basically, what you're going to do is you're going to learn how to finance all of the things that you purchase in life. And, And we use cars a lot, okay? So we either save up money and pay cash or we finance cars down at a bank. So what happens if we were able to push those two into the same sack and say, you were going to finance your own cars. Okay, so here I am at 63 years old. When I learned about this, I had financed 16 cars Mm -hmm. in some sort of fashion with some other organization, whether through a lease, whether through a bank, whether through Ford or GMAC. So think of the dollars that went out the door to somebody else that I never, ever saw again. Mm -hmm. Now, imagine if you had a system where you had capitalized and you had a pool of money and you were just financing your own vehicles, just your own vehicles over your lifetime. Can can I just intersect here? Yeah. yeah. When we share in our boot camps, the average American, now this is from Nelson's research, they lose 34.5% of after-tax dollars. To interest. Just on interest. So that's a percentage. Let's put that in a dollar form. That is $600,000 that the, uh, over a lifetime, $600,000 that the average American is losing in interest. Okay? So if you were able to create a system where you were actually financing those things yourself, you earn and keep that $600,000. And, and really, that would just be a, a blip on the screen compared to what happens because of the way we design the IBC life insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is, over time, the, the growth on the policy itself, just from your premium deposits, is astronomical. Not even using it as banking. Just If you just put the money in and let it sit... So imagine then if you were turning around and learning how to finance all the things that you purchase. So we use cars, we use vacation, we use kids' education, we use mortgages, we use rental properties, boats, Mm -hmm. you name it. Imagine the dollars that you would have coming out of your system through a policy loan and the dollars that are flowing back into your system. So now we get back to the retirement piece. Mm -hmm. Let's fast forward a few years. Down yeah. The road. So if all of a sudden you've got this gigantic pool of money, mm-hmm. and of course, if you go back to the twins or the equipment financing in Nelson's book, he shows them making withdrawals every year. But then somewhere in the midst of the conversation, he says, I would never do it that way. Right. Because if, if, the way we teach it is we're going to teach people how to take policy loans. Mm-hmm. And what is a policy loan? It is nothing more than a uh, you're just decreasing the death benefit at the time of death. Yeah. So the loan would be paid in full anyway. And then, but if you're still utilizing to finance things in life, the pool is just getting bigger and bigger every year anyway. 
So we see in examples in the book, and funny enough, many of those examples aren't even designed as um, uh, effectively. That's right. Nelson designed them very, very conservatively just to show people that it still works. It does. But if you, but, but if you do don't go ahead and design the policy for IBC purposes right. as efficient as you can, um, later on in life, you are able to take loans, and, and there's examples in the books, you can take loans against the policy mm-hmm which are tax-free, right? That's correct. And be able to live on those as passive income. Easily. And your policy continues to grow and compound so you don't ever have to worry about running out of money. Ever. Ever. How reassuring is that, especially with our, you know, the folks that we meet with and they're in their 50s, 60s, etc. And they're feeling scared. That's right. If they could have started this earlier in their life mm-hmm. and be able to build this system, they wouldn't have to worry about that fear. No, we wouldn't no. be thinking about anything. Now, that's just one way of getting passive income and, you know, and taking loans against the policy. And that's only if you apply banking to your own personal life. But what if you start creating a family bank? What can that look like as passive income later on in life? Well, so uh, what generation has the most money? It's usually the older generation. Their kids have uh, grown up. They've moved out. They've gotten married. And what are those kids done? They're going out and buying houses and cars. And now the grandkids are going to college. Mm -hmm. Imagine if the grandparents or the great-grandparents could be that pool that the family could tap into to finance their homes and cars and etc. Yeah. The dollars that would be flowing back towards the parents, the grandparents or the great grandparents is a number so big, it's unbelievable. If you have a, a parent who has two children and they've got four cars because they're out married, I mean, let's just use $500 for two cars. So you got $1,000 a month coming towards you just for financing of your two kids cars yeah it, it's just the and number. so then that is principal and interest that is flowing into the family mm-hmm. system that is then turned around and used again that's correct so if you think about that 34 and a half percent that we mentioned or that six hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars of interest that is that we're bleeding out to other organizations that's right when we're able to turn that inside the opportunity for passive income in quotes, air quotes, retirement is is pretty significant. It's it's huge. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mike. Yep. Fun conversation. Um, for those of you who have not been to our website, we encourage you, as always, to visit www.lifesuccesslegacy.com. Uh, Mike Crawford does a great job of getting new information on there, making it available to people. We've got... Um, some new books and uh, additional things on there for you to check out, uh, including Nelson Nash's original book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Uh, if you have not read that book, we recommend that you get a copy and, uh, and give us a call if you want to talk about what infinite banking might look like in your life. Catch you next time. Thanks. Thanks.